It seems the workforce has really changed, and we need to change with it. There are so many challenges, and so how do you deal with it? And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. hearing from a lot of people that the workforce environment is just very, very different. And I don't know if it's because we're coming um, out of COVID or if it's because there are so many things culturally that have changed, the type of people who are being hired, you know, the kids right out of college, um, the older workforce, where are they going to having anybody show up? I'm just hearing so much about it in such a condensed <clears throat> period of time. Yeah, I think uh, it is a difficult situation. I think because of COVID, companies are facing challenges trying to get their workers to come back, back in, into yeah. the office. And then they're having this challenge. Businesses, companies, retailers, they can't even find anyone to hire. Mm -hmm. Where is everyone? What are you doing? It. Where like, are you? I don't know. How are they paying they're their bills? They're on the couch watching us. I there you go. I, I don't get it. But that brings us to our guest today. Masai Lawson is a talent acquisition manager with Gannett Fleming. Uh, we're going to hit you with a lot of stuff, Masai. Are you ready? Always ready, Flora. Let's do it. <laughs> She's ready. Let's do it. Let's start right off the top here. What challenges are you folks facing there at Gannett Fleming? Well, there is a definite skills gap and a deficit of talent when it comes to STEM STEM talent specifically. So there aren't enough civil engineers, uh, environmental scientists, um, technology uh, professionals entering the field. And so there's a huge gap. And so we as an organization, and I'm sure others in our in our industry, even in the high tech sector, are needing to take a step back and reevaluate how we look at talent. Uh, and so instead of looking for that ready-made individual that's going to come in and hit the ground running, really taking the time to invest in talent, hiring for potential. Uh, and some of those intangible skills uh, is what we're starting to do. And so that's one of the things that we're doing um, to try to address this war for talent, so to speak. So you can't find talent. And then there's the whole issue of retaining talent. Mm -hmm. The days of somebody working for a company 20, 30 years, it seems like those days are gone. And it seems like these mm -hmm. kids are coming in, younger workers, they stay two years, three years, and then they're like... I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. Are you guys dealing with that? And what are you doing about it to counter it? Yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot of that. And we actually saw that before the pandemic. I think it's just been accelerated as a result of that. Um, we're leaning into a lot of data to really be able to glean uh, a better understanding of why people are leaving. Career advancement, career development is, is a huge thing, uh, as well as learning and development. Are you investing in me as an employee? Uh, and so we are taking steps to, um, you know, develop programs where we are very deliberate uh, in, in trying to retain talent. And even then, I will tell you that don't expect to get somebody to stay with you for 10 years. If you get five years out of these people these days, um, you're doing a great thing. Uh, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. Yes, I have to <laughs> X, Y, Z. Anyway, I'm a Gen Xer. Um, but I work with millennials. We work and obviously hire them and work with Gen Zers as well. This is a generation that was raised on iPads with 
headphones on their head, um, have a very different mentality when it comes to coming into the workforce. Um, you know, they grew up going to soccer games, getting trophies if they lost, and also getting constant affirmation, which is what, again, are you making investing in me? Uh, do you care about me? They need that constant affirmation to be able to feel like they are part of the team and engaged. Yeah, it is so interesting. It's kind of like that. Ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. <laughs> what are you no, doing no, no. for me? They're going ask not me. what you're going to do for me as my business. You know, yeah. and I, I, I wondered about that, Masai. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like, you know, kids are coming out going, Okay, I should be making this much money. Like they, I don't know if it's sense of entitlement. Have they inflated their egos about what they deserve? I don't understand. So I like how you said, um, you know, you're you're essentially grooming people for a position versus they're coming in going, this is exactly what I can do. I think that's not a bad idea because maybe you're finding some untapped talent um, because you're looking at it differently. Would you say that could be a positive? Definitely can be a positive. And it actually also helps when we look at expanding your talent pool to be more diverse. Right. Um, and so most of us like to hire people that look like us, that sound like us. Um, but we don't have that luxury. The demographics in this country are changing uh, and companies, large corporations, small corporations all have to change with it. Um, so looking at uh, what that individual brings to the table and how it can impact your business and your customer longer term is, is again, part of that global, more global strategy or I should say more holistic approach to hiring a person into your organization. What about COVID? How has that had an impact? What I hear a lot of uh, that people who are in similar similar positions as you is that their employees will say, I don't want to come back into the office and their hands are tied. They can't force them to come back in. Um, are you guys dealing with that as well? And what do you do about it? And, and also, is that now becoming a disadvantage because we don't have people interacting together again? Oh, that's a really good question, too. So, you know, during COVID, um, I think companies did a really good job of adjusting and adapting very quickly going into sort of a virtual environment. And um, employees became very comfortable with that arrangement. But they also became comfortable because their leaders were vulnerable, right? We were all in a situation where we didn't know what was going to happen. And so we experienced that together. Now that we're coming out of COVID, at least we think things are going to get somewhat back to normal. Uh, employees don't want to lose that. You know, they want to go back to the status quo. They want leadership that is engaged, uh, that is empathetic and, you know, actively listening to what their needs are. Uh, for, I think, a company to be successful, they really need to be focused on the engagement of the employee. Now, um, you know, we keep hearing this this term, the war for talent. I will tell you that the talent has won the war and we just need to, to suck it up uh, and, and make adjustments and change. Um, we have done that. Uh, we are going to be a in a hybrid situation for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things that's come out of this, which has been good, is that companies recognize that people have lives. Right. Uh, I know that I and I know that others during the COVID, at the height of COVID, weren't sure what was going on. I live alone. <laughs> and so, you know, people had some mental health challenges that they were dealing with. Um, also trying to overcompensate for not being in the office and working 14, 15 hours a day. That started to shift uh, and people are taking their lives back. 
But to your point about being in the office, certainly there's something that is lost when people are not together in a certain space for a period of time collaborating. And so being in a hybrid situation when you're in the office a couple days a week, you know, you have to make sure that that time that's spent is meaningful. No point in going into the office, sitting at your desk for eight hours, looking at the four walls around you. If we're going to come together, let's come in and meet as a team and and really collaborate. And I think that's the key to maintaining uh, and retaining uh, a good culture and good employees. Well, and, and the irony of what I'm about ready to say, we're now connecting with you via Zoom. And, right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what we have to do in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think there's anything that replaces that face-to-face contact that you're able to yes. uh, pick up on what the other person is saying and the body language. And just yeah. to interacting, that's lost, Via yeah, Zoom, right. I, I just feel like when we had to tape our podcast, going to say this via Zoom. I missed being next to her and sitting here because there's an energy yeah, we, about it, and so I'm wondering if that is going to become lost, you know, with having to cater to the talent in that way. Well, when you think about younger employees in particular, I mean, think about when you guys went into the workforce, you could learn things simply by walking into an office, um, someone popping over uh, and asking a question. Now you have to be much more intentional. Maybe you'll get them, you know, when they're, they're red, the light's not red on their team's call. But certainly, you know, that's that's something that I think we're still going to have to try to figure out, uh, continuing to lean into listening, actively listening to our employees and, you know, putting together programs, providing platforms that allow stronger collaboration, but then to also encouraging people to come into work. Um, I I really, you know, I I love the hybrid piece. Um, I like being able to go get my laundry or run to the grocery store if I need to in the middle of the day. But to your point, you miss those cues. Um, you know, and also building trust with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really hard to do when you're looking at each other through these little tiny boxes and screens all on, on your on your monitor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I don't think anybody's figured it out completely. Um, but again, I think a lot of companies need to start looking at the employee more holistically, um, not just what can, you can do, what your skills are, but what do you need? Um, and, and allowing people the space to have uh, conversations about mental health and sort of normalizing those conversations as opposed to making it sort of a taboo conversation to have because we've all experienced it in the past two and a half years. And I'm kind of teeing this up in the whole conversation we have with pronouns. I've just seen that a lot lately. Um, I'd say over the past two years, more so than I have ever before. And I wonder if we are working with folks in such a personal manner in this way how how are we navigating this uh, better so that people aren't feeling offended or upset or challenged on either side? Meaning, you know, the person who has changed maybe their identity or they want mm. to have a different pronoun now, you know, than they did before as coworkers together. Now they're changing it. But someone who isn't accustomed to that or used to it has a hard time assimilating back into it. As a workforce, how are we working towards that? So we're not, you know, intentionally upsetting people and we have a a better rapport with this new change in dialogue, I guess. Yeah, this is not an easy uh, challenge to tackle by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, at the end of the day, the more engaged an employee is, the more sense of a belonging they feel to your organization uh, the more productive they're going to be. 
And that ultimately impacts the bottom line. And so as uncomfortable as possibly leadership or mid middle management might be with, you know, this gender fluidity or people wanting to be referred to as maybe um, uh, a pronoun that they weren't necessarily born with. They're going to have to learn. <laughs> uh, we have uh, actually uh, four employee resource groups at Gannett Fleming. Uh, one of those is LGBT, LGBTQ plus ERG. Um, and they've done a tremendous job uh, providing education to our employees about the why behind the pronouns. Right. Um, and again, you don't have to necessarily agree with what someone does, but there's a sense of acceptance, uh, not tolerance, acceptance that you have to mm -hmm. bring to the table, particularly if you're a leader, right? Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, you know, if a person isn't comfortable with the, this change and the shift is inevitable, right? You're either going to need to decide if you want to work for an organization or you don't, uh, that it is embracing all of the diversity and being inclusive and providing a sense of belonging for these organizations. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, we're not perfect and not everybody is on board. But for the most part, again, um, through normalizing conversations, through education and also from our leadership team, really saying to all of our employees, like we're all in this together. And when it comes to, you know, the the acceptance of people wanting to be referred to as you know, maybe something that they weren't three or four years ago, you have, you know, it, again, you either accept it or you don't. There's sort of no in between. Uh, if you want to work for an organization like Gannett Fleming, uh, again, you don't necessarily have to agree with it, but you need to come to the table and respect each other. This is all that we ask. Masai, thank you so much. Um, really giving us an interesting perspective on what companies and businesses are going through because there really are a lot of challenges out there. So thank you yeah. so much for joining us on our podcast thank today. You. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Great to see you. Thank you. I think I heard a couple of things that companies have sort of put up the white flag. Yes. <laughs> surrender. They surrender yeah. But they've got to be flexible. Yeah. Have to be flexible in this world. And I loved how she said, you know, everybody has to respect each other. You may not like it, but you got to show up with the respect. So all good things. It was, it was really good insight yep. from her. We appreciate you being with us today. We hope you'll go over to our YouTube page, like, and subscribe to Chick to Chick on YouTube until we are back to chirp about another topic. Thank you.